The Automotive News Canada podcast is brought to you by Diamond Coat. Did you know Diamond Coat has a 96% claims approval rate? This translates into happy customers and repeat service business. But really, you get much, much more when you become a Diamond Coat dealer. Advantages like in-house chemical manufacturing, product fulfillment, bilingual claim support, and a highly experienced team with decades of F&I experience. Visit DiamondCoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the March 11th, 2022 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Canada's pursuit of a place in the electric vehicle battery supply chain is paying off big time. German company BASF said on March 4th it had secured land for a planned Cathoid Active Materials Facility, or CAM for short, in Baycancourt, Quebec. Days later, General Motors announced plans for a $500 million CAM plant of its own in the same city. Today, we'll take a closer look at GM's plan for a North American battery supply chain and why it sees Canada as a critical link. All that and more when I speak with GM Canada's Vice President of Corporate and Environmental Affairs, David Patterson, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. David, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. It's my pleasure, Greg. It's great to have you. Um, some big news from uh, GM this week, uh, building a battery supplies or battery materials plant in Quebec at a price tag of $500 million. I'm just wondering, first, if you could kind of let us know how this came together. How did this battery plant and the idea and its location, how did all of that come together for GM and GM Canada? Well, General Motors has a, uh, a desire to try and localize the supply chain for our Ultium battery system in North America and to do it in a sustainable way. It just makes sense as we move to uh, bringing forward our onslaught of electric vehicles. And as uh, as we've talked about on this show before, we've got a really strong lineup of electric vehicles coming forward and we need to support that with batteries. And General Motors has made the decision that we want to sort of own our battery chemistry, just as we've owned our engines and transmissions in the past. And so we want to make sure that we develop a good, secure and uh, environmentally sustainable supply chain. And this is one of the first big announcements in that regard for North America to support our four Ultium battery plants that we've already announced in North America so far. Why Quebec? And I ask that because, you know, traditionally people look at Canada and go, Ontario is the automotive hotbed and the sort of the automotive supply chain for um, Canadian production and production in the Midwest U.S. states. Um, Also, we've had a lot of talk about minerals in northern Ontario uh, and, and northern Quebec as well. But why Quebec in particular? Was there something that drew GM there? Did they offer something more? I just wonder why it's the right location. Well, there's a number of really good reasons why uh, we selected Quebec and uh, Baconcourt in particular, which is on the south side of the St. Lawrence River around Trois-Rivières. And uh, there is a long lineup. First and foremost, Quebec, of course, as we know, has very low cost and zero GHG electricity. So they're very strong. Electric grid is a real attraction for any kind of... uh, processing and manufacturing. 
Um, we like the fact that they've got high and predictable environmental standards because we want to do this in an environmentally sustainable way. There's an excellent uh, educated workforce, but uh, first and foremost, what really grabs your attention is the site. Uh, this is a site that was at one time slated to be a steel factory, and it didn't go ahead. Um, but uh, it has incredibly good logistics. So it has rail link there. It has a deep sea port. It has, of course, roads and an airport. And so it really is nestled between our battery factories and Canada's wealth of uh, mineral resources as well. And uh, mineral resources are really what uh, I think will make a really important uh, um, aspect of Canada's participation in our integrated auto sector of the future as we all shift to battery electric vehicles. Will this be GM's only plant of this nature, or are there others perhaps on the horizon, be it in Quebec or be it in Ontario or elsewhere? Well, this is part of a uh, decade-long trend transition, really, uh, and and probably beyond that, uh, as we move to an all-electric future. And so I think uh, there will be more. Um, we said that uh, when we announced this yesterday, that uh, one of the attractions of the site in Baconcourt is that we do have room to expand there for the future. And you have to understand a bit about the, uh, the battery supply chain as well, in that uh, what we have announced is a cathode active material plant, Um, But there are many aspects of uh, what goes into the mining and refining of different minerals for our battery systems. And all the battery systems are a little bit different. Uh, We're all competing with each other uh, and spending great sums in terms of R&D because really the holy grail for the auto sector going forward is to be able to produce batteries that will cost less but give you more range as a consumer. So we ultimately want to make sure that we have a a, a no compromise solution for our customers as we bring uh, electric vehicles of all sizes forward. And so part of that is the R&D, what goes into the battery and how you set it up. And as I said, uh, General Motors wants to own its own battery system. We call it Ultium. And uh, we also can look at the supply chain as part of that advantage as well. And uh, so cathode reactive materials are about 40% by cost of what goes into our Ultimum batteries. So this is a very significant uh, first step in terms of a half billion dollar investment uh, in processing. And notably, here is an OEM that is uh, taking a stake um, in that uh, with our partner POSCO in a joint venture. You pointed to the access of Canadian minerals as one of the rationales for this location in Quebec. Have you begun lining up local material suppliers? Where is that at? I'm guessing, um, I'm not in your shoes, I'm not an auto executive, but I'm guessing you would have to have that sort of mapped out before you make this decision. So I'm just wondering where GM's at in lining up local supplies of the minerals needed. Yeah, certainly. I mean, not surprisingly, we have a a pretty good handle on, uh, you know, the, the different major mineral producers, pardon me, and uh, and those that do the processing of minerals as well, because traditionally a lot of the mining sector has just been mining um, and producing a commodity. What's significant about the cathode active plant here, of course, is that uh, 
you know, the old expression of uh, drawers of water and hewers of wood in Canada. We want to see uh, we want to see more processing and more added value taking place in Canada if we're going to uh, be mining more minerals, and we will for the entire industry. We've got a good handle right around the world of the major uh, uh, producers. Nickel is the main kind of stream, feed stream, if you will, for this part of the, the supply chain, and uh, there's a number of different nickel producers in Canada. Uh, Canada is uh, blessed with great uh, nickel reserves, um, uh, probably much more so than other parts of North America, and so that's another good reason to look at Canada. But we have lots of options in that regard, and uh, um, watch this space. We'll hope to see more to come. What is the um, potential annual capacity here? So I guess what I'm asking is how many batteries per year can be produced by the materials that will be processed at this plant? Well, we've, uh, what we've, uh, probably the best barometer of what we have been able to say is that uh, we expect to be producing a million electric vehicles by 2025. Uh, we did not uh, put specific numbers on this plant's capacity, uh, and we'll keep that uh, to ourselves as we competitively build our supply chain. Um, but uh, needless to say, uh, this will be part of it. There'll be a need to expand all aspects of the supply chain, and there's a need to expand our, our battery footprint because we intend to be a leader in electric vehicle sales, and we're going to need that supply chain. We would uh, just like to make the statement, however, with this, that uh, we see a really strong future for that right here in North America and Canada as, as part of an integrated North American auto sector since the 1960s, uh, this is a great signal that Canada's got a strong role in that for the future. Let our listeners know, which uh, plants or vehicles will these batteries um, that eventually sort of originate in Quebec, which which vehicles will they power? Well, we've noted uh, a number that uh, are moving into the marketplace right now, um, it, most notably our Hummer EV, the Cadillac Lyric are, are two new entries that are coming right now. But we've announced a number of other significant ones coming forward. There'll be an electric version of the Chevrolet Equinox, the Chevrolet Blazer, yet another uh, small crossover vehicle that'll be priced at less than US 30000 We have the all-electric uh, Silverado and Sierra pickup trucks coming forward. So our philosophy is that uh, we we're, we intend to be all electric through the entire lineup. And in fact, uh, we've indicated that by 2035, our intention is to have our full uh, light-duty fleet being all electric and all battery electric. And so uh, as we do that, and as we have success in the marketplace, we'll have the ability to s- the supply chain uh, for our Altium batteries that will feed that uh, area. But probably most noteworthy of of course, in terms of uh, Canada and electric vehicles, is that we intend to be the first uh, company to launch a full battery electric vehicle plant later this year uh, in our Cami plant in Ingersoll, and uh, look forward to ramping up our new Bright Drop electric cargo van production there. And so they will, of course, uh, all benefit from this and from our Ultium battery capabilities. And as we develop that R&D and, and uh, make sure that our batteries are the best in the business, um, we look forward to really making sure our customers get the benefit of all that. 
We'll be right back after this short break. Diamond Coat has been a leading F&I provider to the retail automotive industry. For over 50 years, our philosophy hasn't changed. For us to provide the best products and services, we need total control over every part of our business. From R&D to manufacturing to claims administration, we do everything in-house. We're committed to introducing the best quality products to the market. And recently, through our partnership with Kix Global, we're able to bring the Kix Locate Theft Recovery System to dealerships across Canada. This covert device can be used within your dealership to track, maintain, and safeguard your assets. No wires, no monthly fees, just full protection. It's this kind of commitment that has made Diamond Coat Canada's most trusted warranty providers for all automotive dealers, manufacturers, and customers. To find out more about our new anti-theft products and programs, visit diamondcoat.com. That's diamondcoat.com to get started. Diamond Coat, we've got you covered. Does the work being done in the new plant end up in vehicles built in Ingersoll or elsewhere in Ontario? It's a bit of a transition because uh, what we've said is that the uh, construction is going to begin on this uh, cathode active material plant uh, right away. And our intent is to have uh, the plant up and producing CAM, as we call it, by the beginning of 2025. So what you're seeing in the industry right now is a supply chain that stretches back to Asia where uh, the uh, suppliers, companies like POSCO, our partner, have been uh, producing cam and, and batteries for the Asian market for a decade. Um, and so we're going to see that transition taking place over time. And so but eventually, of course, our intent will be to have all of our vehicles here uh, fed not just by our LTM batteries, but by um, a supply chain that is uh, all coming from North America. And that'll take some time because the nickel-based supply chain for CAM is just one part of it. Of course, anodes feed off of graphite, and we have uh, lithium, and we've got all kinds of things we've announced in California in that regard with, uh, with respect to lithium. But there's lots and lots of opportunity. And I've always said that this is a generational opportunity for Canada uh, I'll share one thing, you know, for me personally, my grandfather was the first executive director of the Mining Association of Canada. And so to me, there's some some wonderful excitement of being able to see, you know, about 150 communities that do mining across Canada start to really benefit from the uh, emergence of battery electric vehicles. Let me ask you this. If Everything is going to be electrified. Does that mean eventually whatever is built in Oshawa is electrified? Does the electric Silverado or an electrified GMC Sierra or something new, because you mentioned a smaller affordable crossover, get built in Oshawa? Well, we said our, our ambition is to have all of our vehicles be fully battery electric by 2035. And so, as I say, this is all a transition. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. The last thing I want to talk about is the St. Catharines plant. I know it supplies the Equinox transmissions to the Cami plant, but that's going to come to an end. So what's the future hold for St. Catharines? Well, the St. Catharines plant is, is absolutely one of the gems of the propulsion system of North America um, for all different uh, um, uh, engine and transmission plants. And in fact, we're just starting an investment in there to produce the transmission for the uh, for the Camar for the uh, 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 the Corvette. Uh, pardon me, 
which is particularly exciting. So uh, we have an incredible group there, and they're going to be part of that transition as well. Um, we talk about batteries an awful lot in this transition to electric vehicles, but we shouldn't forget electric motors. And that's another area that has not traditionally been located in North America, but General Motors has recently announced a number of investments that we're making in the development of our own electric motor systems as well. So all of these things are part of a transition, and uh, we don't have any announcements today, but uh, uh, we will uh, work our way through it. At the moment, uh, you know, our Oshawa plant and our St. Catharines plant are extremely high quality and valuable plants, and that helps us as a traditional uh, OEM to fund the transition to electric, which is, of course, an incredibly expensive set of investments. Um, so we'll have to manage that transition. Uh, in the meantime, there's nothing better than having that Oshawa plant up again and to, to see it uh, full with uh, new workers and uh, producing some absolutely beautiful pickup trucks. Last question. Um, I'm curious, what is the federal or provincial uh, government assistance or funding or investment in this project in Quebec? And have you settled on any terms for Oshawa? Because I believe that investment in Canada was contingent on uh, government funding. And I just wonder where you're at there with the feds and now two provinces when it comes to funding. Yeah, we, we, um, we've we been in discussion um, for a good while, very, very productive. Um, it's more than just discussions around those types of agreements, however. Um, you know, a lot of the work that we've done in, in Quebec has been on the ground, understanding Bay Concours and the importance of the logistics connections. So working working with government includes a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. No question. I know it's, and it's no quick process, right? So um, every time I have you or Scott on the show, uh, I have to ask just where we stand on, on that government assistance, because yeah. I know um, that it's been bandied about. So good question. And, you know, it's an area that we could always go faster on because decisions are taking place quickly, as you see with our announcement yesterday. And, uh, and so that's something that, uh, that we do want to work on is making sure that we can move through all the processes that are required as quickly as possible. Uh, great to have you on the show. Lots of insight. A, a huge announcement for the Canadian auto industry and for GM. And it's nice to see GM back in Quebec. It's great to be back in Quebec. Nothing better. Thanks so much, Greg. Absolutely. Have a good day. We reached David in the GTA. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glayson at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.